we've heard you talk so many times about why you're doing the offensive line rotations because you want everybody to play. But our, why is it working, Joe? Every offensive lineman I've ever talked to tells me the key to offensive line is continuity, the same five guys, et cetera, et cetera. Why is playing five, six guys and soon to be seven guys with the three guards? Why is it working? You know, we've talked about that a lot internally, to be honest with you. You know, part of the reasons we think maybe, hey, look, maybe it gives our guys a little bit of a breather, keeps them a little bit fresher. You know, they got fresher legs out there working with some tempo on offense. Yeah, guys with a series off here or there kind of gets their breath a little bit. You know, all three guys are playing. They're playing well right now for us. They're all improving. So it gives us a lot of confidence keep moving those guys on through. You know, part of it may be it changes a little bit what the defense can do to attack you. They can't signal up on just what one guy does and what they're trying to look. Maybe it alters how they approach each drive, not knowing who's going in. We've kind of talked internally, Ryan, and bounced a few things off. The one thing we've concluded is, you know, whatever the you know reasons on the other side may be, we like how it's working for us. We're going to keep on going with it. And how hard is what Matt Parrott is doing? He might be playing the least of the snaps between Cam and Andrew, but he's the one who has to change his footwork from series to series, left to right. How hard is what he's doing? Yeah, that's very impressive, especially for a young guy like Matt. And he's really showing a lot of progress in doing that. And that's definitely something that's better preparing him for the remainder of his career. And I think he's showing a lot of you know promise right now that should be a very productive career. Uh, we love Matt the way he works, and for him to be able to be a swing guy as a rookie in this league, because as you alluded to, it's not just the footwork you're changing, it's also the matchups based on who the defense plays on either side, and also changes some of the responsibilities based on play. So, you know, he's done a really good job as far as knowing the offense, but he's done a really good job fundamentally of working both sides' techniques and haven't really seen a difference on either side with him. I know you've been pretty adamant about every Monday after a game, win or lose, you're going to do corrections and approach it with the team the same way. But... After a win, is there any difference that you sense from the way the players act, um, the way they take to coaching, the, you know, as far as more confidence, um, a sense of quote-unquote swagger, or something you notice that maybe can help you moving forward? You know, I think one of the things that's most pleasing about our guys today, to be honest with you, Paul, is they're very constant, they're very steady, and they came in today with that same attitude we've seen for the previous weeks. You know, there's a little more joking around and laughing, uh, at different times, but really ultimately they came in the room and they're very easy to coach. They're very receptive. They're looking for a better way of doing things. You know, look, we told them right at the beginning of the meeting, hey, listen, we had success yesterday. Let's not mistake that for thinking everything's perfect. There's plenty that we have to watch on this tape. And we have to correct Philadelphia's watching the same tape we are today. And they're looking to expose everything we put out there that while it may not have been magnified in yesterday's game, they're going to look to go ahead and expose it, you know, in next Sunday's matchup. So, we have to do a good job of knowing what we have to continue to improve on and clean up, and then also what we can build on in a positive manner. Our guys have been great. So one of the things I was saying is very pleasing is I didn't see a group of guys coming in today like we have everything figured out. So a group of guys come in here today ready to learn, ready to work, and move forward. Does the um, jo a little more joking and um, you know fooling around and smiling, does that include the head coach? Uh, like I'm always kind of myself. I mean – Win or loss, I'm going to kind of bust your chops a little bit, you know, either way and throw something at you. But, you know, it's – I mean, look, I'm, I'm kind of the same guy all the time, to be honest with you. It's, you know, win or loss. Um, in fact, Paul, in a lot of ways, after a win, it can be tougher to coach, you know, in a lot of ways. And our guys have been very good in that, that, you know, they've been receptive. Sometimes you walk in after a win, you have to tell a team, this is the toughest it's going to be to coach all year because you think you have all the answers. You know, after a loss, people can be more receptive at times. And – you have to understand and know who your team is and how you have to approach them. So in terms of, you know, me laughing or joking or that may be, um, 
you know, look, if I think the team needs, you know, kind of lighten the mood a little bit, I may throw something in there. If it's, sometimes it's got to be a little more serious tone, then I'll approach it that way right there. But, you know, I think the guys know what to expect from me on a daily basis that, hey, win or lose, you know, practice or game, I'm kind of approaching everything with the same mentality and personality. Thanks, Joe. Hey, Joe, uh, where do things stand with Golden Tate this week? Yeah, he was back in there with us today working. Um, you know, we're not going to have the players in the building tomorrow, uh, but they'll be able to come in and work out. And then Wednesday we'll be on the field for practice. So he'll definitely be out there practicing with us. Um, like all of our players, you know, we're going to have plans for these guys within the game plan. If you're asking, asking specifically about him being active for the game, uh, I would anticipate Golden being active. I have no reason to believe he wouldn't be active at this point. Um, we're going to go through this week and kind of see how everything goes with everybody on the team and see where everything lays out. And then I was reading that, you know, your captains were you know, on board uh, with the decision to, to leave him home. I think it was uh, Bert Breer wrote that. Um, do you consult your captains when you make a decision like that? Uh, I try to let the captains know what's going on with any major decisions we have within the program. Thanks. Bruce Beck. Joe, what do you think of your defense and the improvement it has made? Well, I love what those guys are doing with the energy they play with and the urgency. There's definitely things we have to clean up on and continue to improve on. Um, but every week there's things that we emphasize that I see turn around in a positive way. You know, something that's been a major focus for us is two-minute. And we've been working very hard on the two-minute drives in practice, something we had to really continue to improve on. But, you know, like I told the team today, I said, you know, we closed out two two-minute drives. You can kind of include that maybe as a third two-minute drive as well at the end, all with interceptions. You know, kind of two-end-of-game situations, one-and-a-half situation. That was definitely a step in the right direction for our team. But we compete. We play. We go good versus good on two-minute in practice. So offensively and defensively, we're getting good competition, you know, as far as working the situation, not worrying so much about the looks from the other team. And then we do some kind of, you know, crossover against the opponent two-minute drills later in the week. But these, there's a lot of things I've seen the defense improve on. You know, there's no reason we can't continue to play at a high level. I love the way the improvement we're seeing. The young guys are really coming along, Bruce. Um, there's a lot of encouraging things we're seeing from the guys that are rookies or new guys at this program. Uh, and we're getting a lot of production from a lot of guys. Hey, Joe, real quick on Golden, one more thing. Like, can you explain the decision of why you decided to let, leave him behind and not act dress him for that game? No, I'm not going to go into that, Jordan. But I appreciate the question. I respect the question. Okay, and with Daniel, um, he obviously didn't have a turnover in the game. I'm just curious of you, how you, as coaches, look at it. Because the ball did hit the ground twice during that game. So how do you sort of balance that and, and look at it? Yeah, we're always, you know, emphasizing what we've done well and correcting what we did wrong in every game. So that's every player, that's every coach, that's everyone within different techniques. So we're always emphasizing ball security across the board. We're always emphasizing playing clean penalties-wise. We have some things in that neighborhood that we have to get off the map as well this next week. And we're always emphasizing playing a clean game in terms of, you know, eliminating mental errors by understanding what we're doing on the field, not making mistakes. All right. I was actually going to ask about Daniel too, Joe. Um, you know, obviously you, you eliminated the, the turnovers uh, in, in this game. Does the pendulum need to swing back a little bit more too to, to be aggressive and to, to give more oomph to the offense? You know, you scored three points in the second half. Yeah, I don't think anything in that had to do with a lack of aggressiveness at all. In fact, we actually were moving the ball very well in the second half. You go back afterwards, you watch the tape. Okay, what happened that we, you know, weren't scoring points? And really those were self-inflicted wounds that we have to make sure we get off it. You know, we had some penalties. Uh, we had some different things happen offensively, some negative plays. But when we don't go ahead and shoot ourselves in the foot, we're moving the ball very productively. I think the difference in the first half and the second half was, you know, we didn't have any self-inflicted wounds in the first half, and we were able to finish drives aggressively. Um, but I like the way the offense is playing. I think there's a lot of aggressiveness within how we're calling plays right now. 
There's a lot of aggressiveness in terms of how we're playing and executing on the field, starting up front with the run blocking and the pass protection from the offensive line. And I see that carry over in everything. When Daniel has a nice clean pocket, he's been very productive. He's been able to make plays, you know, in scramble situations as well. But the offensive line really set the, play, set the table for us this week to play a good, clean game and complimenting with the run in the pass game. If Daniel plays the same game he played on Sunday, obviously every game is different, but if he plays that, that same type of game on Sunday, is that the style that you want to, to move forward? I think there's a lot of clips in these last few games, Tom, that you can see that we can say this is the style we want to play as an offense, defense, and special teams moving forward. That doesn't mean the game plan is exactly the same, but we want to keep making sure we have an emphasis in terms of you know ball security, number one, limiting penalties, and knocking mental errors off the plates. Uh, but I like the way we're playing aggressively on offense. I like the tempo we're playing with. That's not always going to be part of the game plan. Sometimes it may slow it down. But I like the last few games, our ability to work some tempo. I like how we're running the ball, and that's really setting up some plays down the field in the passing game. I like how we're covering kicks right now. We're able to play, make plays in the return game as well. That's shown the last few weeks. We're definitely improving that area. And defensively, I see a lot of improvement with the situations, whether it be third down, red area, or two-minute. That's improvement. That's something we've placed as an emphasis with our team that we have to continue to improve on. Um, we've seen a lot of really good players and good offenses in the first part of the season, but we've got to keep on improving as we keep on going through because they're going to keep getting better and better. It seems when you talk to us, there are times when we'll talk to a player later on and he will say the same thing that you said to us. Is it important to you that the team speak with one voice and that be yours? You know, I think it's just important that I explain to the players what I expect. And I explain to them very clearly when something's going on how I'm going to handle it and why I'm handling it a certain way. To me, it's important to have transparency with the team. I think at that point they can better understand, you know, how we're attacking a situation or how we're approaching the season through whatever's going on with it. Um, look, we don't try to make our players robots. We don't try to dictate anything they say. But to me, it is important that everyone understands and plays on one accord that we're all on the same page. And that's very important. I think we've seen that with our players. And you, know, you guys have asked a lot of questions throughout the year in terms of, you know, coming off of a loss or continuous losses, how do we deal with it? I think you deal with it by just by being very transparent as an organization and ever understanding where we are and where we're going and how we have to get there. And that carries over into kind of talking to the media as well. Um, final question. After the uh, first play of the game for Washington, are you bringing back the mud sliding, sliding drill? Yeah, you bet. Yeah, we we got to be, we got to be cleaner on the, uh, the fumble recovery than that. I'm glad we were able to come up with that. There's a lot of rules emphasizing that, a lot of things we can teach off of with the sideline fumble uh, technique and the rules involved with it in terms of if you go out of bounds, you know, if you're an offensive player, do you want to reach and touch that ball to make sure the ball's the continuation of being out of bounds and then the opportunity for the defense to recover it. If you're a defensive player, you want to tap it back in before you go out of bounds or if you go out of bounds, getting both feet back established to give yourself an opportunity to recover that thing cleanly. You know, when Peppers comes out of the pile with the ball right there, the importance of not running off and celebrating but turning and, you know, showing the ball to the official so they don't erroneously signal the ball to the other team thinking it was a clear recovery, and then you can't challenge that play and the other team gets it even though you're holding the ball. So there's a lot of teaching things that come out of that come out of that situation. We definitely want to be out there looking like the Keystone Cops trying to get that ball right there, so we got to clean that up. Last one here, Pat Leonard. You know, a few housekeeping things. Uh, do you have to sign Alfred Morris to your active roster since you've called him up twice to activate him? Yeah, so the next move would be to sign him. I mean, obviously we'll approach a lot of different things this week, Pat, in terms of our roster with a lot of different players. Uh, over these next few weeks, we expect, you know, several guys to have the opportunity. We don't know where they are physically yet, but, you know, do we start their clocks off the IR? Will they be coming off the clocks in the IR? So we have to check and see where our total roster is in terms of that. So there's a lot of things with that that's going to factor.
Yeah, two guys I wanted to ask about injury-wise. Uh, Xavier McKinney, is he going to start practicing with you guys this week? Uh, that's still up in the air. I don't know that we'll necessarily see him this week, Pat. Uh, he was on the field the other day running with the trainers. Um, I haven't had much a chance with my own eyes to really get my eyes on him. I know he's making a lot of progress. Um, I'm getting positive reports on him. We, you know, we have till Wednesday. He'll be with the trainers tomorrow. That may shed a little bit more light on it for us. And, you know, based on how we practice Wednesday, if we go full tilt or some kind of an abbreviated walkthrough or shortened fundamentals practice, we haven't decided yet. That may affect whether or not we start his clock on that day or not. And then the other guys were uh, Will Hernandez. Is he coming off the list? And uh, O'Shane and Tay Crowder, I think. I'm not, I don't know if I'm missing anybody there. So with O'Shane and Tay, they're very similar right there to X-Man that we got to, you know, figure out, you know, where they're at physically, when do we want to start their clock. You know, all of them have made a lot of progress. Um, some are a little bit closer than others. I want to see where they're at. The biggest thing I'd say at this point is, you know, because you have the bye week coming up next week, we want to be very calculated when we start their clock. You get that 21-day window. If you start it too early and then you lose another week with the bye week anyway, that may set them back. So there's a benefit of getting them going with us right away and getting their legs back on them, getting back into playing football. And then there's also a benefit of holding a little bit knowing you have the bye week next week, and there's really no advantage of getting them to a game next week anyway. So there's a couple different avenues we could take with these guys. I want to see where they're at physically. Uh, we talked this morning with the trainers and just basically told them, hey, look, tomorrow we have to have some answers to at least help us make a better decision. Uh, in terms of Will coming off the COVID list, uh, I got to check with Ronnie with some of the specifics. Uh, I know he started some of the ramp-up stuff, from what I understand, talking to Ronnie this morning. Um, the one thing I want to make sure that we're fair with with Will is – you know, this guy's missed two games. It's a lot of football he's missed. Uh, we got to be fair to him to get him his conditioning back and get him back on the field moving around. It's not like this guy spent the last two weeks lifting weights and running, doing individual drills in his backyard. I mean, this guy's, you know, been, you know, quarantined and, and fighting a virus. So we've got to make sure when we get him back, we give him a chance that he's able to get out there and play a full 60 minutes healthy. Uh, and then also make sure he gets some reps on the field to account for some of that lost time and kind of sharpen him back up for some of the movement he's going to see inside in that guard position.